that's the moment that you you understand that the radio and uh, an alternative media can be really a powerful action. Welcome to Radio Survivor, the sound of strong communities. I'm your host, Eric Klein. And I'm your other host, Paul Reismandel. And today we're so excited, we have no time to mess around. We are joined by a guest, Anita Pushar-Sera, who was a photo documentarian. She is a photo documentarian. Who was in Argentina documenting the building of of several popular radio stations, uh, community radio stations, Pirate radio well, stations? unlicensed. You know, <laughs> the, the, the term pirate often is controversial yeah. because there are folks who do uh, unlicensed radio throughout the world who say we're not stealing anything. Yeah. The and airwaves belong to us and we are just finding our place. It's sort of like using public lands. Yeah. And as Anita describes to us when she's telling us about this work documenting these uh, radio stations, which I think were referred to in the New York Times as pirate radio stations. Uh, these radio stations were, in fact, legal under one law in Argentina, but then that law wasn't being enforced, so they were in a gray area that's still probably pretty fuzzy, which is a fascinating part of Anita's story. And Paul and I are excited to share this interview with you coming right up because we learned so much about the popular radio in Argentina that we didn't know before, community radio in Argentina, and its echoes and similarities to what's been happening here in the United States in the last few decades with radio. Yeah, we learned about this because her photographs were featured in the New York Times. They have a blog blog. dedicated to photography. And, you know, when I saw that, of course, uh, you know, we we, we have to talk. We have to talk (laughs) with Anita if we can. When we talk about community media, this is what we're talking about media that that gives communities a voice often in a media landscape where it that is still dominated absolutely yeah. by a small number of interests and voices so even with the emergence of, of internet communication even with the emergence of of social media nevertheless there is still this monopolistic domination this oligopoly of voices and this is true it seems just about everywhere in the world, as, as Anita will explain that, you know, there's definitely exists an oligopoly, a media monopoly in, in Argentina. And so when we see the opportunity for communities to to speak and spread ideas, yeah, speak for themselves, speak in their for own themselves voices. and for stories to be shared. This is what we what we want to also share, because we hope that understanding when you listen to us on X-Ray FM or you're listening to us as a podcast somewhere in the United States to understand that this, this is happening globally, that there are these opportunities and the opportunities need to be supported. Uh, they should have uh, this opportunity carved out legally. We think <laughs> throughout yeah. the world and, and where that can't happen, we support people going and, and communicating themselves. However it is. And that it, it's, it's, crucial, especially um, in supporting uh, the voices of people who are otherwise marginalized or oppressed. Um, and, and that is why we want to share these stories on Radio Survivor. It's important for us to reset every so often and explain just why it is we're doing it. It's cool, but there's a larger reason there. Yeah. And so coming up, in, we're going to hear from Anita Pouchard-Sera, who's joining us from Paris, and she's going to tell us about the time that she spent in Argentina documenting the building of these uh, popular radio stations around the country and uh, – why why they're being built, what they're being built for, how they're being built, who they're being built with, um, all of that coming right up on Radio Survivor. We have a, a, 
a name in in Argentina. Uh, I will say it also in Spanish as you invited me. Yeah, please, um, yeah. It's a Community alternative and popular, so eh, comunicación comunitaria alternativa y popular. So that's the, the name we use to call this radio or TV or uh, news agency uh, in the alternative media part. And well, I started because I was part as an activist in a cultural center in the south of Buenos Aires in a popular neighborhood and this uh, this place had many uh, fronts of activities like uh, teaching, uh, work, uh, workers, organization and they have one about communication so I, I, I feel uh, it was my place so I started to take part to the meeting and finally they decided to have a radio program in this moment so I started to take part uh, as a producer, and finally I I finished to be the I don't ha, I don't know how to say locutor, uh, the one who talk in the radio mm -hmm. presenter. Uh, yeah, the presenter host uh, with another guy. So it was a, a program about politics, culture, and uh, social issues. It was like one hour a week. So I started to, to, to take part to this program uh, in Spanish. So it was really a great experience for me because I, I, I was born in French. Yeah. <laughs> so it was great to, to, to talk in another uh, language and to, to be part of a, a foreign organization. And they, they let me do that. And I'm really, really uh, um, thankful to that because they, they trust in me. Yeah. Anita, and uh, fine. Anita, yeah. can tell yeah. us what can you tell us about that radio station that you were that you had a show on? Yeah, this radio. Yeah, this radio was a radio in Buenos Aires. So they have a a, a real studio. They have um, a, a tower with an antenna. It was not a, only a web radio. They have you, you could uh, listen to this radio like analogic radio uh, in Buenos Aires. And uh, it's a quite big one in the world of alternative media in Buenos Aires. Uh, they have many, many programs, uh, some about culture, some about music, some uh, about um, uh, specific culture of Argentina, indigenous uh, cultures, really great programs and uh, many organizations, politics or social organizations can have their, their program there as well. So it's it's the way for for this this organization to to talk about their reality, their opinions, to invite uh, people that you don't see in the traditional media or massive media. And so it was really 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 interesting. It was really great. And this this radio uh, was part of the national uh, alternative media network. That after I when I start to do the the photographic project that, uh, you, bah, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, they, they are part of the, the same family. So, but uh, in this moment, I, I didn't, didn't know it. <laughs> but uh, uh, my first experience with radio was there in like, yeah, four year, five years ago. Anita, what was the name of that right. station? What, what is it called? Yes, it was uh, FM, La Colectiva, uh, FM, <laughs> La, La, La Colectiva, Colectiva. that's La Colectiva. Mm -hmm. um, it was in the neighborhood uh, Caballito, uh, close to Parque Centenario. That's it's quite a, not the downtown 
uh, because the downtown in, in Buenos Aires is not in the middle, it's in the east of the city, but it was in the middle of Buenos Aires, really, like the geographic middle. Mm-hmm. And it, it sounds um, like it's a it's an alternative to mainstream media, to commercial media, is that, yeah, is that accurate? Yeah, exactly, exactly, that in Buenos Aires, in the, in the biggest city like Buenos Aires, Cordoba, Rosario, this kind of radio, it's, as you say, an alternative to m- mainstream medias, uh, just it's it's quite difficult to have for the waves to go really really far because in a big city you have so many radios tv so it's difficult but on the web this radio they're really powerful because uh, many people they prefer to listen that kind of information because also they have program like it's a program at the morning when you wake up to go to work that you can listen in this alternative radio uh, information uh, the same, not the same, but uh, at the same time, you know, of the program, uh, for, uh, for example, in Argentina, it's uh, Radio Nacional, Radio mm-hmm. Continental, uh, the, the mainstream that they, they give you the news. Mm-hmm. And this radio do it all the same, but with other kind of news or other point of view on the same news. So many people uh, started to change and try to listen other media and La Colectiva it's one of them that you can listen at the morning <laughs> when you are brushing your teeth uh, to listen other kind of point of view of what happened in your in your city in your society mm-hmm. and so this experience with uh, FMA La Colectiva uh, that inspires you to learn more about this sort of radio station in, in Argentina mm. I don't know if it was really like like that. In um, at the same time, I, I was as a photographer and as an activist because I, I can't. Um, it's the same for me in in these pictures. Uh, I'm a photographer. It's my tool, but I I've did this experience not as a traditional reporter. Mm-hmm. I, I I did it as an activist, and. Um, I was uh, starting to take picture about movements and organization which was born during the Argentinian crisis in 2001. Mm-hmm. I was really interesting about that kind of experience and how did they continue uh, during 10 years, 15 years after. So I started to, to, to share moments with a lot of organization, movements, or conflicts also. And finally, one day, I, I went to a protest for the um, law about media, and uh, and there I met um, the national network of altern- alternative media in Argentina, and the guys of the collective DTL that the um, the subject of my <laughs> photographic work. And it was like that. I, I met them in a protest, and I I took a picture of one of the guy, and finally he, he found me after, and said, "Oh, you you took this picture," and said, "Oh, you are." part of this collective and we started to talk and to 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 meet and uh, we started to imagine uh, something together so it was like two experience parallel experience but finally it was in the same world yeah and you just said you were at a was it a media protest yes because um yes because as i don't remember i think it was um in 2000 10 or 11, the government of Kristina Kirchner started to well, create 
created a law to change the um, how the higher ah, yeah. it's it's the technical part that is quite difficult to explain in okay. English. <laughs> oh, so so uh, ex- um, so no, give, that, test you know, me. Can big, you explain it in Spanish? Yeah, let's hear. I understand yeah, a little I, bit of Spanish. Okay, yeah. okay, I will try. So sorry for that. Oh okay. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Um, Just speak slowly because our Spanish is terrible. Okay, but, but go for it. <laughs> okay, well, entonces, eh, en Argentina hay desde hace mucho y desde la dictadura hay monopolios de, de grupos de prensa. Uh-huh. Eh, por ejemplo, uno es Clarín, que es el diario, uno de los diarios más importantes de la Argentina, pero como grupo de prensa, además tiene comprado televisión, radios, un montón de cosas. Entonces, eso hace que la información hasta esta ley estaba concentrada en pocos grupos, pocas manos y sobre todo con gente que compartía una visión o ideología respecto a la sociedad. Entonces, como que no era muy democrático que que todos los grandes medios eh, apunten hacia el mismo lado y hacia el mismo discurso. I think we understood exactly what you just said. (laughs) You you just described uh, gigantic media companies that control print as well as broadcasting and uh, have a very... In in the same hands, you know? Everything in the same hands. A small amount of people controlling the message, which is... uh, Exactly. (laughs) And so this this new law that... uh, Was trying to to open... To break uh, it up. Yeah, to break Uh-oh, it up okay. and to open. Uh, for for example, what was in t- really interesting in this law, really, it was that 33% of the, um, uh, we call it a spectro, it's the waves. The spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the way, the spectrum uh, had to be reserved for non-profit uh-huh. and alternative media. Oh, so it was a very progressive so, thing. You, the protest no, was, was in favor yeah. of it. Yeah, okay. No, the protest was against that because they did the law, but they never did. They just write the. They uh, wrote the law. Oh, no action. But they then, no teeth. No, no action. <laughs> yeah, no teeth. <laughs> so you you were protesting no. uh, in order for the the action to, to occur. To apply. Yes. yes, just to to do. Okay, good idea, but we have to do it. And so the protest also in this protest they didn't go to the government. They go to Clarín and to big. Big medias. So in this moment, we we were asking to the government, but we were asking to the other media mm-hmm. to to do something to respect the law. So it was uh, the enemy was in a lot of uh, parts. So um, so the, the the law was that. But if you if we want to have this part for alternative and non-profit media, that means that we have to keep to other media, uh, this part of the spectrum. And that was the problem. How do, how do you do that? So the, the government finally was, okay, we, we had this idea. So after you can be, you can say they, they had a good idea or they just do that to, to be cool, but did never want to do it real. So well, there is several opinions at the respect, but it's not the, the, the most important in this discussion. Sure. Just the, the fact is that they never did the technological work to put this law in March. So, um, 
So the reality is that it didn't change many things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this protest was uh, to say, okay, we, we want to, to do it. So it was like two years after the law and never, nothing have, I've changed. So it was that context of the protest. Got it. And so these stations across the country, are they licensed? Are they permitted? Or are they... Which stations are you talking about? You know, talking about the uh, community no, stations. Yeah. yeah, the popular... The popular alternative stations. stations. Yeah. <laughs> but we, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, yeah? We're on the line with Anita Pouchard Serra, who uh, was taking photographs in Argentina of radio stations that, that she is uh, teaching us are called alternative or popular or community stations in English. There's uh, in yeah. Spanish... <laughs> Uh, you'll let us know again in Spanish what what uh, they say in Argentina. Uh, and you've been taking photographs of these stations being built. And Paul wants to know if they are were licensed. Were they licensed? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no, no one is legal. Uh -huh. uh, because they... Um, uh, because this because law never happened. Law. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because the, the the idea of the law that okay, so we 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 have part of the spectrum after the big group share their spectrum when they, they they give it back to the state and the state the government will organize a contest or uh, application uh, for media that it already exists. Some they exist for many many years. So, but this part. Uh, never happened or, or a little but so little that it's it's not um, uh, not very effective. It's not as important yeah, yeah no that's exactly so so most of the media uh, I had to um, uh, the the media I have the opportunity to to work with them they, they don't have any license or legal uh, process because they, they, they can't. But um, the fact is that during Kushner government, um, it was like uh, statu quo that, okay, you don't have, but we, we won't go to the studio, to the radio to impeach you. To, to, to make the program so the, 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 the work the job of the, um, the collective I, I, I followed during this year it was to find a frequency that it was empty so we, we, the radio won't have problem or mm -hmm. conflict huh. uh, with another radio so it was part of the job <laughs> to try to occupy a frequency um, without other uh, radio uh, using it to yeah. to don't have problem with this radio if she is if she is legal but many radio that they are not alternative but commercial or to make money they are also illegal so that's oh, the the okay. reality it sounds like <laughs> the little bit that i know about argentina it sounds like a uniquely argentinian solution where they kept, they passed a law and then they didn't they passed a law to allow for more radio stations then they did enforce the law and then the radio the people that needed the radio stations went ahead and built them with a wink and a nudge from the government that they would be tolerated but legally uh -huh. they're not they're not legal and yet so everything just exists and happens yeah. that yeah, way that's, it I seems think very it's a, argentine yeah. Yeah, and I think it's most of the situation. It's already power that the Argentinians have. That um, even if the the government or the state don't allow us or don't help us, we will do it. And I think in most of um, 
uh, of situation, it's a good, good way to, to, to live because you are like more independent and, and you are not waiting for somebody to help you, somebody yeah. from the, the, I like state or institution that, but you, you will, um, find the power in your people, in your community to do your project. So I think most of the time it, I think it's a beautiful energy and I, I hope it's one of the, uh, the sense of my work there in, and I would like to share that with my, yeah. my pictures as a documentary photographer, that the radio is a, an example between many, many things that that kind of people do in Argentina. And, and this, this way of life, I think it, it could is, inspire us in where we are in the United States, in Europe, in other countries, in Latin America. So I'm really glad of that, that spirit, no? Yeah, Anita Puchard, Sarah, you took photographs of these radio stations being built. Tell us about the first one. Tell us about the first station that yeah. you documented. Uh, the first one was like a bit more than four years ago. Uh, it was one in the coast um, um, in San Bernardo. It's like uh, not so far from Mar del Plata. That Mar del Plata, it's a really big, big city with beach, very famous. Um, and we went there for first time like three days. Uh, and it was really, really, really interesting because um, well, it's kind, it's impressive, you know, because we. We have to build the tower, so guys are climbing <laughs> higher and higher, and you see the. I mean, it's quite different different with a red radio because there is the physical parts, so mm -hmm. the tower, the antennas, and the technical problems as well because it never succeed the the first day. So you have to to find what is the problem, what does in uh, connecting. Uh, many many equipments and it was really really great because also what is interesting in that kind of project it it's not only the technical part it's that you are sharing during two three days or one week it depends of the radio and the place uh, a moment with local people mm -hmm. with the group the group who went to, to build the radio and you have you are with them like 24 hours a day so it's not uh, you don't come to two hours to take pictures it's like a, um, a collective life during uh, several days and it's really interesting because you you share a lot you learn a lot about the the place where you are the people who are there and i i loved it, this experience and and the guys uh, just uh, it was a proposal of the guys to to go with them for this radio and after this one we we they imagine that that i i could go with them for other projects so it was just the first one and mm -hmm. after i had the opportunity to go to other radio and and more interesting radio with the point of view of politic or social organization it was more more and more interesting and so, uh, what, what was one of those uh, other stations that you found particularly interesting from that point of view? Um, well, I went. I I remember two. One in uh, Mendoza. Mendoza. It's uh, close to Chile. Mm -hmm. Chile. Chile's um, fine with us. <laughs> Chile. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so it's it's a big city, Mendoza, but we went to the countryside to an organ, organ an organization of uh, how do you say that peasant 
uh, people who work the yeah. Yeah, farm workers. The, were you going to say campesino? Yeah. What, what, campesino. what words yeah. were you going to use? Campesino. Okay. Yeah, campesino. Uh, but uh, they were part of an organization for campesino without uh, farm or without uh, land. Landless. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Which is a so huge the, issue in yeah. Argentina, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it was the, the the meaning of the organization what this this problem and they, they wanted to build a radio so I spent there like eight days with um, three four guys of the collective and uh, many people of the organization and the the, the future radio uh, it was very interesting because it was a longer time so you are really living there. Uh, sharing with people when you go you are sleeping <laughs> everywhere you can uh, uh, in the in the car uh, in the living room uh, or with a tent in some place so you, you are really sharing the the daily life or that's that kind of organization and the work was really interesting because we had to to use an old tower who were built in the middle of nowhere <laughs> Uh, because it was like uh, nowhere, the, yeah, this big, small village. <laughs> so we had to to to, um, to keep a tower in the middle of the um, land, and to you to use this tower to build a new one inside the organization. So the work was really really interesting because with different moments it was not so so easy <laughs> and uh, and it was interesting to see local people uh, taking part to this work and um, how the collective shared information with local people that when you build a radio it's the great moment to explain technical uh, issues uh, it's not that the collective don't want to have the knowledge they have it but the idea it's to leave it in the place yeah. so people can be can can have autonomy and they understand how the radio works um, how I have to take care to the transmitter how I have to connect that or that stuff to another so it's a really great moment to to share this knowledge so for me it was great as well because I was um, discovering many many things um and and also you that's interesting as well the backstage that just a party discussion uh when you go to a the house of a farmer to 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 buy something you need to to be it's really really very interesting not only for the technical part so that was a great great radio i i had a good remember and another one in another context it was uh in catamarca it's in the north uh in the mountain in the andes Andes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh, it was a small village they they had um, in this village the um, Government started a, a mining project, but this this mining project was uh, really dangerous for the 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 mountain and the environment sure. with a lot of pollution. Quality. That yeah. So the in this village it was really interesting because there were there is one radio, the official one of the city. Hmm. So this radio was just saying that, yeah, it's beautiful, the mine, uh, because we will have a lot of uh, new jobs for the region. And yes, that 
that's true, but they don't say the other part that uh, it's really dangerous for the water, for many, many things in the, this, this place. So a lot of habitants started to make an assembly and uh, they started to, to block the access to the mine. And I don't remember, in 2012, the, I think it was around this, this, this day, um, it happened a big repression. And the collective from Buenos Aires went there and they started to, to build a small radio mm. just in the in the in the road, yeah, and <laughs> just with you know Anita, a free you, radio. When you say a big repression, uh, I, I think uh, I have an idea of what it looks like, but explain it to the audience. Um, no, when the uh, people are trying to to cut the road, to block, to make a blockage in the road, mm -hmm. so to the mine, so the police come and <laughs> they use violence yeah. to keep the people off the road, um, and. In that kind of situation, the many organizations with the, the collective DTL, they, they started to build a radio in this place. But it was like, you know, when you do a radio in the street, like open radio, just you have a, a micro and a microphone. A small emitters. Yeah, yeah, microphone and a small emitters. And you started to, to record something, but the ID was born there. So hmm. one year after... Uh, the assembly find the money uh, doing uh, parties uh, <laughs> with uh, the money of everybody or uh, with uh, doing empanadas or yeah, cakes or, well, that's what we yeah. call them in English <laughs> and with the solidarity with other organization and finally one year after uh, they had the money to build a real radio in the house of one of the guys Mm -hmm. So I, I shared this experience and it was really interesting because in this case, you know that the media that you are building is the second one of the city. So it's yeah. really, there is really a fight possible. We are not in a big city with 2000 media in each corner. No, it's a small village and people will be able to choose between two radios. A true alternative. So, yeah. The one official and the one alternative you are building. So with uh, the the voice of of people of the inhabitants, not not of the politicals. So it was really I was really exciting with this project, and uh, it's the same. We shared the time with the the the, the, the guys of the radio. We we were sleeping in the living. It was the winter. It's so cold. <laughs> it was really. Yeah, yeah, in the months is well, like wow, <laughs> but uh, it, it was really interesting for for that. No, that that that's the moment that you you understand that the radio and the, an alternative media can be really a powerful action, and uh, so it was really interesting for that. And we're speaking with Anita Pouchard-Serra, and she is a photojournalist, you're a documentarian, and, and you've been telling us about community radio stations uh, in Argentina. Popular. Popular, meaning <laughs> that they're of the people, that, that these are stations that are being built uh, to support these different movements. And you've just told us about a station in Mendoza, which is operated by campesinos, by farm workers. And you've just told us about a station that's in the Andes Mountains, uh, in which the community is mobilizing against uh, mining operations that threaten uh, the, the environment and that threaten the, the people water. there. 
And I don't know if, if you're aware of this, Anita. I mean, we have these similar sorts of things happening in, in North America and in the United States. Um, here in Oregon, uh, not far from where we, where, where we are in, in Woodburn, Oregon, there's actually a, a low power, what's called low power radio here in the United States, community radio station that is operated by Campesinos. That is a farm Alrighty. workers radio yeah. station. It's, it's called uh, Picune, um, Radio Movi- Movimiento, um, and it uh, just celebrated its 10th anniversary. And wow. when it went on the air, uh, it was supported by what we call a radio barn raising, which was the community coming together along with uh, people who work with this organization called the Prometheus Radio Project, which helps to build these radio stations. And it sounds like it was a very similar yeah. kind of event. And not uh, only that, but it came about because of a similar movement to the one that you were talking about with the media law that was not enforced in Argentina, but mm-hmm. here in the United States – uh, we we here on Raiders Driver have been talking about this uh, for a hundred episodes. There was um, there was a movement in the 1990s to open up the airwaves to allow for more alternative voices, and because of that work, uh, small radio stations, low power FM stations, were legally allowed and were had started to be built in 2000 and about 2000 2001 and then 2001 uh, and 2013 uh-huh. and so that's that's when this campesino radio station got built in yeah. Oregon here yeah it, and it's not wow. it, it, not every one of these stations is necessarily uh popular yeah <laughs> it, as many of them are religious or you know not very yeah. interesting or political but many <laughs> but many are but ma- yeah. many are and and it and it came out of a movement of unlicensed and part of what motivated it it was unlicensed radio yeah. in the 1990s, which uh, the government failed to be able to control. Which we call pirates we sometimes We call pirate here. radio often <laughs> I don't here. Know if you've- yeah. Uh, radio pirata. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> that, uh, but, but it's interesting to hear these same sorts of of impulses yeah, and echoes. and these echoes and and yeah. that uh, to see this level of organization right because I think still to this day at least in the United States but in other other parts of the Western world unlicensed radio has a bad reputation people think of it you know because of maybe the the word pirate it sounds as though people are stealing something and creating havoc and something we try to talk a bit about on this show is is how it actually is a place for people who are deprived of a voice in the mainstream media to, Mm -hmm. to find this voice and to transmit and and to have this. And and, and this is such a wonderful example of what's, what's happening there in Argentina. Argentina. And and my question is in, in your experience in going to from city to city and town to town in building these stations, did you encounter any resistance either maybe from a local government or the federal government or even maybe from big uh, radio from big radio or from from other uh, groups of citizens who might oppose uh, the building of these stations yeah uh, finally at the end of uh, 2015 uh, one TV in Buenos Aires that's part of the my, my, my work as well it's called Antena Negra TV mm. um, they, they started to have a problem uh, in Buenos Aires the uh, a company security company that's called Prosegur Prosegur it's really famous but in it worked in Spain in Latin America I don't know if it, this company works as well in 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 United States, but is that 
company the, in charge of security of uh, shops or many places. And in this case, it was there was in charge of the security of banks of the neighborhood. And this company Prosegur uh, was using the. The, the waves that in the law it was written that this uh, level of waves was reserved to uh, digital TV, alternative mm -hmm. digital TV. Huh. But that, that was the problem that there is no contest oh, or so, no, so nothing to apply. Anita, are you telling us that the security company was using the the airwaves that were reserved for nonprofit yeah. television for their yeah, own exactly. communication, like walkie-talkie exactly. stuff? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So in Antena Negra, it uh, was illegal, but they were they were using this wave that in the law it was correct. So they, they yeah. just They're they don't have the, the license. Yeah, but it was the good part. Just the problem that there is no contest, no opportunity, so they don't have the yeah the opportunity to apply the, legally. So, um, but they were right in in mm -hmm. this sense. Uh, and finally, in September 2015, uh, Prosegur um, make the uh, yeah the security company denunciar denouncement. Uh, yeah, denounce to the police uh, that uh, this alternative TV was using the the waves okay. of the complaint security company. The yeah, yeah, complaint to the police. So the police came and. Take, took off the equipment, the antenna, oh. the transmitter, they destroyed the, the studio. Okay. And, um, and it was the, the first step of the changing moment because oh. after that the, we changed the government uh, for Macri, that's the, the new president, but not so new now because we are yeah, two years of this president. Mm -hmm. So... It, it started to change a lot uh, with, with Macri also in the persecution of alternative mm. media. But the fact is that um, that was the, the first step. And Antena Negra, now it's um, they're in justice, in the court. Okay. okay. Uh, Anita, can you tell us about what kind of uh, television programming was on Antena Negra? Yeah. Antena Negra, it's uh, like a, a generalist uh, alternative media because it's in the big city. It's in the same building of La Colectiva because it's uh, an, um, where there is the, the La Colectiva and Antena Negra. It's a former bank occupied since the Argentinian crisis. Ah, a bank, um, a bank that went out of business and was taken over by a, a, yeah, a collective. Yeah, and now it's like, yeah, now it's, there assuming. is several collectives there. Um, so they, they share the, the space. And Antena Negra, it's uh, one of the alternative uh, TV of Buenos Aires, and they have many kind different programs. Uh, they have um, a news program on the morning. They had... Um, Live musical program, really great, like, like a concert, and you can mm. go inside the studio and spend the night and like a party, but uh, at the same time, you can see it on the TV. There is program about in indigenous, how do you say, indigenous culture? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you have uh, women programs. Uh, you have political programs, and after because it's quite difficult to have so many people to 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 have programs twenty four hours a day. Mm -hmm. So they 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 put f movies or alternative movies or some sure. short 
short films doing by students of the University of Arts of of sociology or so they try to um, to fill the 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 grill with that. That's the, great. The, this television that you're telling us about was on the air in Argentina for what about uh, 12 years or so. Uh, Antena Negra, yes, it, it's um, Antena Negra started um, before to be in this place. Okay. Uh, started in a in in another place of uh, another protest and mm-hmm. in, in Argentina, and sure. finally they they started to occupy this place. Sounds like very late nineties. It sounds. I'm just <laughs> assuming based on no, what I was, feel. Uh, no, they started after the crisis, but okay, uh, in this place, I think, yeah, maybe in this place there. Ten years, and then so what happened with this police crackdown after the security company complained about Antena Negra's use of yeah, they, the they, spectrum? They had, uh, yes, they. Um, they are they, they, are they were on the air? Yeah, yeah, there were several steps. You know, when you have in the with the justice first, yeah. You, yeah. people you have to declare and to say what happened, and the other part will say the same, and you have uh, like a mediation to to try to find sure. a, a point of uh, so an agreement. Are, are they off finally, the air right now or on the air right now? No, they they, they never um, they they never stop. Okay, they just had their equipment air. stolen. Yeah. They, yeah, they, or they, confiscated. They always find, yeah, they always find a way to be on on air, right. and now they have equipment, so they're they're still uh, uh, on air. Um, it depends uh, of the how many people are taking part of the project. In it, it could change. Like one month, yeah. there is more people. Uh, one moment, there is less people. But uh, they 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 react a lot, and they never. Um, Gave up. <laughs> the struggle for Antena Negra and the spectrum that they uh, were supposed to be allowed under the law that you had described at the beginning of our interview, Anita Pucharcera, about the Argentinian media being opened up to more nonprofits, but then that law not being enforced. So here yeah. we have a very interesting uh, moment where one company says that they get the spectrum, this nonprofit media organization w- had been using the spectrum, and now there's a court battle over it. Uh, it would have been a lot. Uh, it would have been beneficial to the media organization if the original law had been enforced, so that their use of the spectrum was. Yeah, they they they, they should use well the the, the spectrum. It, it would be more democratic because you have to apply uh, to show what you have been doing for so many years. Um, so it could be the way. But now I think uh, alternative media in Argentina. Uh, they know that it's not the, the moment with this government. We know it it won't change because the the, the president Mauricio Macri it's it's clo- really close to Clarín and to the big group. Sure. So um, close so, to the, the large media yeah. companies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was so, what I was going to ask. Is that uh, you know President Kirchner? This law permitting and creating space for non-commercial, non-profit radio was was passed under her administration, even if it was never enforced. Um, You know, she had a bit more support, I think, for my understanding is for for these community uh, popular uh, movements. Uh, So President Macri, that is not the case. Is he much more of a corporatist? Is he much more of a conservative? Is he much more yeah. of a capitalist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Macri. Well, it's it's quite difficult. Uh, the, the, um, to, to try to resume, <laughs> uh, it's 
I'm talking, it's my point of view, and uh, the point of view I was sharing with many people. I'm not uh, talking that Argentina is like that, because maybe you you are you will talk with uh, somebody who who is with Macri, he will tell you something really different. But uh, the point of view, of the story I was telling in, in this picture and in this organization, it's that uh, Kirchner... Uh, it was a change in Argentina and his politics and his recent history after Menem and after the the military government. Uh, they were more popular and people who has voted for Kirchner was really more popular. A lot of organization of workers, um, uh, workers' neighborhood, uh, but. It was, uh, there were good politics, you know, that I do I, the good image, but I'm not doing so many things. Um, right. How do you say? It was a good image. Yes, good, good talk. Good talk, yeah, but, good not, talk but not a lot of action. But finally, you, you, now she has a lot of uh, uh, affair with a lot of corruption or sure. so. It's, they, they just are more political. And, but the people who was uh, supporting Kirchner and people who were really doing something in the basement, yeah, they were uh, popular neighborhoods, uh, social progressists. So it was really, really different from Macri today that Macri is a big, big um, businessman. <laughs> his, his wife as well, his family... Uh, get rich during the dictature, dictatorship so, and um, they don't have any connection with uh, workers, with indigenous culture, with the slums, you know, for them the slum is just poor people, drugs and violence, so uh, it's, it's another world <laughs> now in Argentina um, so, so that's why now for the media it the alternative media, it's it's quite difficult, the situation. Yeah. And it's a situation of more resistance, maybe. Well, you're listening to Radio Survivor. Uh, my name is Eric Klein. I'm here with my co-host and friend, Paul Riesmandel. We're talking on the line with Anita Pouchard-Serra from Paris, France. Uh, Anita is joining us because she spent, oh, over a decade in Argentina, living and working there. And uh, her work uh, included documenting the building of popular radio stations, which she has described to us as quasi-legal. Uh, I think sometimes in English language media, those radio stations are being referred to as pirate stations. But as you described to us, they they are they're not strictly only you know they're not yeah, only outlaw I, stations. They really almost existed under the law, but that law yeah. was not being enforced. Now we know that those stations might be. Um, less legal under the new administration than the old one. It's probably very complicated and case by <laughs> case. Um, and Anita Pusharzera, it's you, you had this opportunity to see these stations being built on the ground and you took photographs and we'd love to hear more about like some of your photographs and how this work <laughs> has been received. You know, here, here you are taking pictures you described to us earlier in the show living in the communities where the stations were being built and what a unique opportunity that was for you. Um, but then you have these photos and they exist after the fact as a document that people can see. How how have they been received? Uh-huh. Well, that, that's... Um, 
that's a great question because it's the question I'm asking myself today. So what happened with these pictures, these photographs? Uh, when I started to take these photographs, I was a, a young photographer, uh, not young for my <laughs> age, but young in my practice. And I think I grew up taking this picture as a photographer and I didn't know what will happen mm -hmm. with this picture. First, uh, I take it because I want to take it. And uh, with the organization, I say, okay, I take it. Uh, you, I go with you. You allowed me to, to take this time with you to share everything. And after, I give you the pictures because you don't have of what you are doing for your memory, for sure. uh, so your own documentation. So, okay, uh, it, it's the, agree the agreement. So I, I, I'm with you. And after, I give you pictures and you can put it on Facebook and what you want. <laughs> and this organization... Um, you were calling it La Colectiva? Uh, no, I'm, I'm talking about DTL. That's DTL. the collective yeah, who were building the radio. Yeah. Uh, and the others' radio as well. The, the same when I went to radio with DTL to build them, I, I gave a picture as well. Okay, but so you, my, gave, you my, gave the pictures uh, to the main, stations yeah, so they could yeah, have Yeah, yeah, but my, my main relation was with DTL. Because I was all the time with them. What does DTL and, uh, stand for? DTL? Uh, no, DTL it, that doesn't mean anything. Oh. It's not <laughs> it's the, letters, the name DTL? of the collective. Yeah, it's letters, but okay. um, <laughs> there, there is a meaning in Spanish. Uh, I'm trying to sing it. It's say it in Spanish. Um, in Spanish, it's like because when the I will say just the the right part in Spanish when they started to um, with this idea of building uh, popular media uh, they started in a slam 10 years yeah 10 years ago mm -hmm. and they started with the tv but really with nothing yeah. <laughs> um, and so they, they made a tv set in in the slam it was a moment of repression and uh, when the guys uh, of the slam saw them arrived uh, they say oh uh, they are coming Los de la tele, los de la tele, de la tele, de tele. Oh, of the television. <laughs> yeah. The people of the television are yeah. here. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and uh, so the, when they had to find uh, a name, they put DTL, Popular Communication. Sure, so it's like a Comunicación Popular. Yes, yes. I like it. So Thank there you. is a meaning. we went down that road. <laughs> So, um, yes, we, I, I started, the, there were my, the relation was with DTL. Mm -hmm. and, but in this moment, um, I was really a young photographer. Uh, so I was taking the pictures, put it in some alternative media. We made some exhibition, uh, but in Buenos Aires. So, and so I thought that this picture will stay in Buenos Aires and in my uh, computer. <laughs> and uh, the fact is that uh, this year as a photographer, I, I had uh, many opportunities with another project of, of mine. And um, I, I had to go to New York, to the New York Times for the, this event. Mm -hmm. And like one day before, uh, I was with some Latino American friends uh, that they were attending as well this event. And we were together and I had the computer and, and I just said to one, uh, oh, look at that. Uh, yes, I have this picture, but now it's, it's, it's the past and I don't know. It's a... Uh, I love this story, but it's my life also because it was my life in Argentina. So, 
and I, I, I show this picture to a friend and say, oh, no, it's, it's, it's wow, wonderful story. That's great. Uh, you, you had to show it tomorrow to to the New York Times. And, mm, no, no, say, no, say. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> well, Paul and I are certainly glad that your friend encouraged you to show it to the New York Times because <laughs> we are big fans of your work and we would not have known that you were doing it if yeah. it hadn't been blogged in the New York Times last month. Yeah. And But yeah, we here on Radio Survivor have been talking about the things that people that you were documenting have been up to uh, for a long time. So we're very glad that you that you yeah, took those pictures I, out of the uh, <laughs> out of your personal archives and yes, shared them. I, I'm glad as well, but finally, well, so I showed these pictures and finally the people were interesting about this story, but for me it's... I, it's also an activist story that that there is only it's not only pictures as a reporter i i agree with what i'm showing yeah. i i feel it so um so when somebody in the new york times told me yeah well it's interesting i was happy as a photographer but i was happy as a, a person who shared this experience and believe on it so it was like really really unbelievable and finally the new york Times decided to publish it and this week uh, wired also published uh, an article because they saw it in the new york times but that's um the now just people of the radio that people in the collective change a little bit so there is new people some old uh, just left and that the life of uh, a project also um and just now it was wow nobody was thinking that maybe these pictures could uh be published in a media like new york times or in another country like united states so now we are (laughs) crossing um a moment that uh, as a photojournalist or documentary photographer uh, I have to to think with the guys how we will manage that so yeah. how can because, you help these uh, stations with your photos yeah how, how can with the photo or to don't do something with the picture that don't help us yeah. or to don't uh, tell something that it's not convenient to say uh, but not because it's 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 not true. But maybe there is an illegal process. Sometimes yeah. you don't oh, have yeah. to say everything. Well, Anita Pusharsera, uh, what do you? What would you, in the perfect world? How how would you love for your photos to be used? Uh, the photos that documented the building of these well, quasi-legal I, I Argentinian that, radio stations. <laughs> these pictures are my my pictures in general. My work. This, this your, pictures? Your work of the documenting the radio stations um, being built. Well, I, I'm thinking now because it's it's crazy. One, As I was saying, one month ago, I, I didn't know that this picture, somebody will, will uh, talk about that. Yeah. Uh, so um, I think that the, the idea is to, to find the good, uh, the middle, the good way that mm-hmm. people in the picture are proud or happy or they have the identification to see them say okay yes i'm well represented with this work and uh, in the other way people in their living room uh, opening the computer and um, reading this article in wired the new york Times, they i i want to touch them so my work uh, today as a reporter with this picture and to try to find find publication or way to tell the story that both sides 
um, feel represented or integrated to this story. Yeah. Uh, the, the the people inside the pictures and people in front of the pictures. And I think as a photo photographer, it's my job, and I'm really interesting to 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 think about that. I I, I don't feel, I never feel and um my last work it was it was about refugees in the border between England and France mm. and. I'm interesting about that. I'm not there just to take picture and okay, I go and I just left the picture to an editor <laughs> and he will do what he wants. I want to reflect about this process and and now I want to do for the radio. I want to do this process with the guy there inside the picture and to think to try to think with them what could be the best way to show it with um, and why why we want to do that. Well, what we would like to to create in people when they will uh, read or see these pictures. So I think it will be the work of the next months. <laughs> Great. Well, Anita Bouchard, Sarah, uh, you are on the line from Paris, France, but you spent over a decade in Argentina documenting with photographs the building of popular radio stations. That's the English word that I'm going to use to describe them. Mm -hmm. But you were using uh, other Spanish words to describe them. What, tell us again how how yeah. you say what those uh, radio stations are. Comunitaria, alternativa y popular. Anita Pucharcero, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Survivor no, Today. It's been awesome. Thank you very awesome. much. It's really wow, it's impressive myself when I, I read your message. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's the power as well uh, to publish a story in uh, that kind of media as the New York Times. And, um, and the, the David Gonzalez, who gave me the opportunity to, to publish it in the, in the blog of New York Times. Yes, it. I really thankful to him and and I happy to know other radio as your radio uh, in a place so far from my place and it's the power of uh, our communication no yeah. so I'm really happy and to to share this moment with you <laughs> yeah us too thank you when did the uh, when did you start building these radio stations about what year did that first station in uh, like Marta Plata go on the air uh, my it was in 2013. 2013. And the, okay. and the last picture I took, it was last year That's in great. 2016. Yeah, we mentioned it in the interview, but I want to say it again that it, we were very excited to hear you describe the the arc of get it, these stations being built because of how much it reminded us of a similar moment here in the United States with totally different mm -hmm. media landscape, but also. Very, very similar. Uh, lots of yeah. lots of media consolidation, lots of corporate control, a lack of alternative voices on the airwaves, uh -huh. yeah. leading to people, yes, you know, and, and making it, it making a political change, and then building stations as a result. In in New York and in Miami are two cities where there's a lot of unlicensed radio stations. Many of them are built uh, by uh, diaspora communities or immigrant communities. Uh, uh, you know, in Miami, Haitians. they tend to be from, from, from the Caribbean, from Haiti and elsewhere. In, Dominican in, Republic. Yeah, New York is people from the Dominican Republic. And, you know, often these are countries where uh, there is no licensing for like community radio, but people just do it, right? Uh, there isn't much uh -huh. enforcement either. And so they take that same ethic to the United States. United States, uh, the enforcement is all over the place. Mostly, they just yeah. send you letters in the mail <laughs> to tell you to stop. <laughs> but, but, but there. But in uh, Florida, the state of Florida, the police 
uh, are specifically empowered to enforce oh. that law. Mm. That is not really true in like California, Oregon, oh, or other places. That's it's another, another it's, show. It's because, you know, it, 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 here in the United States, things are can be very weird and regional. Yeah. Anita, and, how are you doing? If we keep yeah. you on, Sorry, if, yes, on the line should, for five more minutes, sleep. are you okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> for five minutes? Yeah, I'm okay. Because okay, no I wanted to ask you, um, we didn't ask in the body of the interview uh, how these stations operated after you left and did you have an opportunity to to be a part like so you you were yeah. handing them it sounds like what i heard and i want to make sure this is accurate was that the organization dtl was building the stations for other groups and then handing them off for them to operate yeah um that the project of dtl it's a technical project but also a communicational project that the part of the guys of the collective um they, they um, uh, try to not teach because teach is like really vertical id yeah. just to share, share and to to build together with the local people of the radio and so how will they do after the radio has been created. Uh, so how they will do for the organization, how they will start to have program, uh, how to, to think about what they will say on the radio. So DTL also give workshop um, with these people or in other meetings mm -hmm. of alternative media to think about how to to live with a radio that uh, you have it and but if you didn't think before what you will do with that it's okay it will be a beautiful uh, radio but you you are not able to to imagine something with with the equipment so um, so th at the same time that they started the, this kind of um, formation with with the guys and also in in the um, after or one year after they are really close to the radio because if there is a technical problem they, they can go back or they can change the equipment yeah. or if okay. they have some so they are not when they, they build a radio uh, this radio uh, most of the time will take part to the national network of alternative media with many many other collective so this radio is not alone yeah. so we keep in contact with this radio and this radio start to be part an active member of this network uh, sharing this ID this his programs um, and many many other things so it's the the building of the radio it's the beginning mm -hmm. of a relationship uh, political social cultural relation so it's 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 part of the work of the collective do they exchange programs at all yeah 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 um because as I was saying, you know, small radios or some some in the TV, for example, they they don't have that they, they're not able to produce twenty four hours programs because uh, there are not so many people or they don't have uh, so many time to spend in the radio. Uh, so what they do with this network, they exchange programs. So if you are in the countryside or in the mountain, you can have the political program of La Colectiva. So it could be your news program uh, and the, you can exchange it. That in La Colectiva, you can have a program, a cultural program of this region of Argentina in the mountains. And also from, um, it started in 2000. 14, uh, the radio of the network started to imagine 
uh, a program in the morning together ah, to national, to um, yeah national popular yeah. radio yeah <laughs> it's I think it's a beautiful beautiful project yeah. so um, it was that. like two hours uh, I think it was tw- uh, ten to twelve and uh, each day the the program took place in a different radio oh. in a different place in Argentina but the ID was collective so they have like a uh, what's it called uh, it's called the, the program it's Enredando Las Mañanas uh, Enredar it's like to do kind of network the morning uh, we are connecting the morning yeah the morning <laughs> something network. like that and, yeah. and Anita you just mentioned the national network of alternative radio stations yeah, it, the, the name is in Spanish it's Red Nacional de Medios Alternativos. Wow, and what can you tell us about that? Because that's um, yeah. <laughs> that's fascinating to us. Yeah, it's uh, it's the same. The, the, this this network uh, it started like uh, twelve years ago, I think. I try to remember. Mm-hmm. Yes, twelve years ago, and so there is many of the media radios. Uh, there is some TV, there is some press agency, and there is some other collective like DTL that they are quite special Neat. because they are col- technical collective or uh, educational collective. And um, so the, this network uh, start to sing this program, and it's really really great because they um, they started to see that sometimes in the mass media they they were quoting the program, so that means that they, they started to have a, a a voice, and it's interesting because yeah, on Monday it's in Buenos Aires, on Tuesday it's in Cordoba, on Wednesday in La Rioja, but uh, all this radio will think uh, about the week, what they will say, what. Um, uh, which people they will invite to yeah. to talk in the program? So it's a collective work, but sharing in distinct in uh, several parts of Argentina, wow. and it's really interesting because Argentina is a really really big country, but very really central. That Buenos Aires it's the <laughs> it's the um, the center of everything. So it's great to think that this program is not only uh, from the Buenos Aires headquarters, but in all the regions of Argentina where there is alternative radios. So it's very great. You know, learning about these stations in Argentina just further uh, strengthens my contention that community radio and is television. having a flowering at this moment in time that is unprecedented in the history of radio, that it is not just low power FM in the United States and community radio in the United States. It is global. And you see how still important radio is. And it's interesting to me because Anita mentioned to us how um, the radio station in, in Buenos Aires, it's very popular online. Its internet presence is very important, but it is also very important that it that it broadcasts, that it's yeah. terrestrial, that you can hear it on the radio. And and I'm sure that sort of reception is different depending on whether you're in more rural areas where just like in the United States, there's probably less uh, internet connection or, or not as good internet bandwidth. Um, and then in more urban areas, indeed, the, the, the internet broadcasting may be more important because, again, you're talking about often low-powered stations that aren't broadcast all over the place. But 
to hear about how radio connects communities and gives voice to people who might otherwise be marginalized or who are marginalized from uh, being able to speak via mainstream media is just wonderful and inspiring. And, you know, I imagine I would just love to see these connections get drawn more, more formally, you know, you know, that the fact that they've put together this community radio network. I'm so excited that we learned Argentina. about that. We're going to have to talk about that again on radio. Survivor. I know. We'll be able to connect the that up with the United network States. network of alternative radio, I think is. Yeah. Or, and she told us the name. So we have we'll yeah. that in the link on, on the website. Yeah, so, so, so there's, of radio we'll have so many things for you to follow up on it. And I hope you'll go. At the very least, take a look at Anita's pictures. Go to radiosurvivor.com slash podcast. This is episode number 103. We'll have links so you can you can take a look and see these photos for yourself and and learn much more about this amazing movement of popular community radio in Argentina. Yeah, and I'm not just radio. I, we learned about a television oh, yes, station yes. that I'm very excited about Indeed. now. Indeed, that is a frontier. TV. I can't wait to learn more about Antena Negra. And that's a frontier we want to explore more is uh, community access television, uh, community television. Popular television. Popular that's what television. I'm now. And other types Maybe of community that doesn't media. doesn't work. <laughs> I know our <laughs> name English. is Radio Survivor, but we, we really want to broaden this because in many ways these media work together. They're complementary, but they all have similar goals. And, and it's important, I think, to learn more. And I think often it's inspiring to learn, oh my gosh, I didn't know this is happening in this way. And other places, these uh, people putting putting these ideas into practice. What do you think? We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line, podcast at radiosurvivor.com. Is there some project we should know about? Are you involved in a project that yeah. we should know about? Perhaps somewhere in North America, in, in Europe, or, or somewhere else uh, in Latin America, Asia, Africa, uh, Oceania, somewhere in the world. We'd love to yeah. hear about it. This interview with Anita Bouchard, Sarah, came about because uh, her work was blogged about in the New York Times, I am a 100% certain that somewhere on this globe, somebody else is doing similar work that hasn't been blogged about, that our news Google alerts are not going to ping us to tell us it's out there. And if you know about that work, uh, you got to share it with us. Because then we can share it with more yes. people. It, it is, it is uh, the way of building networks and building connections between people and communities. So do drop us a line, podcast at radiosurvivor.com. We hope you, you know, you, you're listening to us on the radio, but we'll hope you subscribe to the podcast so that, you know, if you happen to miss it when it, when it broadcasts, you'll still be able to catch it. And of course, if you are listening to us, maybe in your web browser somewhere, you know, drop us into your podcast application, whether you use uh, Apple Podcasts or you use Stitcher or overcast uh, make the subscription so you always get it because actually that little bit registers and we become a little bit more prominent and more people can learn about the show um, and learn about uh, great community media going on and we can help just make that little bit of inch into the charts we really appreciate it. it's just a <laughs> super simple thing you could do to help uh, support the show and if you can support us in other ways uh, you can learn how at radiosurvivor.com slash support Paul Riesendahl, thank you so much for today's show. I had a wonderful time. My name is Eric Klein. I want to thank the listeners as well. Uh, everyone, have a good week.